0: What's up, Dave? How you doing?
1: Hey, man, I'm all right. I just have a
0: have a bit of the laryngitis. <laughs> Dave not here with us today, is he?
2: No, he uh, swallowed some. And uh, he got a can't, bad tummy can't ache. Can't say that. Oh, I can't say that. No. Oh, I can't. So, I've already bleeped you. <laughs> sorry, my bad. We're,
0: we're uh, five seconds into the show, and I've already had to bleep you yeah, once.
2: I don't know. I don't Damn, know. Omar. I don't know what Dave wants to say about it, but he he went to the doctor. Let just let just say that, and then we could talk to him about it if if he decides to. But he's in pretty bad shape. They had to do blood tests. Yeah, and he called me just now because we we're recording uh, Sweet James Bergener with Kevin, and <laughs> okay. we we're having a hard time connecting, so Dave calls me on the phone, and he sounds like he's near death. Really? He sounded bad. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, from from the sound of, of his voice, I don't know was what it, was happened. Was it mucus, it was, or was
0: it hoarse, or both?
2: It was, it, it, it was worse. It was oh. like, you know how, how sometimes you're so just drained and tired, and- you kind of seemed like kind of like out of it. It, yeah. was, it was like that. It, yeah. it didn't seem like a regular, like I'm I have a cold or flu. It oh. seemed, it seemed like, I am my body's like giving me the middle finger type tired. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, that's not good. It's not good. It's not good at all. Well, yeah, Dave, so. the king
0: of Mexico, not joining us for this episode of the B Team no. Podcast, so unfortunately. You, so
2: you suckers are stuck with Lightning and DJ Murcon. <laughs> so we're sorry. We apologize for uh, our shenanigans. But
0: I was so excited about because I know the Dave has not heard a lot of today's audio, and it's and it's it's D's please. That's the episode today. <laughs>
2: D's, please.
0: Rick D's. It's a new day. Let's get going. It's a new day. Let's get going.
2: That Rick D's? <laughs>
0: that, that Rick D's. That Rick D's uh, from Kiss FM? I'm so excited to talk about Kiss FM's Rick D's. Yeah, you know he's gone on to do some other stuff since. Was he but... on,
2: is that the station he got to start on in radio in L.A.? Or was mm, he on it, another radio? No. know He's been on a ton.
0: This is going to trip you out. Yeah. He worked in this building in in the studio you're sitting in right now.
2: Re- KHJ K- in like KHJ
0: in the K-J. 50s, right? 60s I think. 60s, okay. Yeah, okay, 60s okay. or 70s, right? Wow. KHJ now a defunct in Los Angeles was the big blowtorch rock station like the the Elvis station or the I guess maybe maybe not Elvis, they would have played like uh the Doors and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, kind of classic rock. Mm-hmm. It wasn't classic rock then though, it was new. Right. Kevin and Bean went toe to toe with Rick Dees for
2: years. For years! The thing they they hated about Rick Dees was um, his his fakeness. fakeness. He was just so super fake, and that would come across on the air, and I think it just bugged Kevin to me because it... Kevin are really like the guys who I think started the um, reality TV before it was reality TV, but it was on the radio. They, sure. would, they would let things. Uh, They'd let them uh, develop. Yeah, on the drama. Air. Real, right. Right. real, real drama. Right. Nothing was created. Um, like, like even the new reality TV shows like this Coco or I'm in love with Coco, you know, right. Ice-T. Right. D- yeah, sure. Of course. They, 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 they drum up fake situations. Yeah. Right. And it, because the producers like, well, the show's really boring. We need some something. Let's put them in an awkward situation and see how they react. Right. Exactly.
0: No, All with off the with, wall with Kevin and Bean, there weren't. They, we, right. we would watch to see what Rick did, and we would just Kevin and Bean would go go at him, and and yeah, we're and obsessed.
2: Rick was just so just just it was uh, uh, see through. It was just uh, in his <laughs> total fakeness. It's like a I, and to me, it's it's really mind blowing because. I would hope that any just regular listener to any radio show can tell the difference of okay, that's real and that's not. Now, like 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 ai I'm a, I'm my huge don't say Ryan's of roses Ryan's roses. So uh, yeah, I, I know I, I I hate that and it's 100 percent fake. Uh, for the people that don't don't know, Ryan Seacrest on Kiss FM does this bit where he'll, he'll um, get somebody who thinks, usually a woman who thinks that their husband is cheating on them, and they'll call him up and offer the, to send a free uh, bouquet of roses to whoever they want. And then, I mean, hopefully it will be the wife, but you know, 99 percent of the time, they're sending it to a potential the, the girlfriend
0: or something, right? right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's all fake. Yeah. it's all they're all actors and actresses there's a service that d- d- has these actors and what they'll do is you know uh the day before they'll just record it and then they'll edit it all together because you cannot put somebody on the air not even for a second without their permission so what he does on Ryan's Roses and it drives me crazy because we know the the sure. law is that he'll have the person on the air and then then after the fact he'll say I need you to know that you're on the air that your voice is being broadcast you know here on kiss FM not allowed to do it after the fact not allowed no, to do it after no. the fact yeah you have to do it r- before before you have to get people's permission now if that person was calling a request line then that engages a, a contract between you and the station, right? because you are calling us. That's a different story. You expect
0: to be on the air when you call the 800 number. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So Ryan's Roses is in other markets, in like Boston, Chicago, it's called War of the Roses. With and other you can, With
2: other DJs uh, and the same actors. That's so funny.
0: Yeah. So if you uh, do a simple Google search and say War of the Roses radio, and you'll see 20 stations come up with the same show. It it's like, crazy. Really? No one's figured this out? That, that Ryan's been doing this bogus bit for you know, since the day he signed on Kiss?
2: And... Super successful at it, <laughs> insanely it's crazy, right? I know, it it's kills crazy me. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it kills me too. Yeah.
0: So we've been listening to. Uh, we were listening to Rick way back when we were kids, right? Oh yeah. He Absolutely. started in radio. Sorry, in Kiss FM when he's in 1981, I think.
2: Wait, Rick, did he start in 81 or? Before
0: he, that. No, he was. He started at Kiss FM in 1981.
2: Oh, at Kiss FM. Okay. Yeah. But, he but, went, he was, but he was doing like the old, uh, like do, he was spinning doo up records back in the day. Because I know my in-laws, they're huge fans of like 50s music. And Rick Dees was, you know, spinning like stuff like... Uh, yeah, J. What I was saying at the like old rock La, station. La yeah. Records and stuff like that. And he was that. in
0: Louisiana, some some other places around the country. He had, he had toured around. So but, he was,
2: uh, I mean, a legit radio guy. Huge radio guy that went... You know, he worked himself up the ranks from station to station, but he's mainly known for Kiss FM, right?
0: Yes, that was the huge blowtorch station that got him you know, the, the accolades. But he was he was a pro for many years prior to that. Crazy. We haven't started the show yet officially, have we?
2: You know, we just launched into this. <laughs> Darn it.
0: Oh, my God. Where's well, Dave? Dave, Dave keep us we on need track. you.
2: Okay, here's the intro. Okay. Come along now. Get together and take a look behind the scenes Talking about, talking
0: about Kevin and Bean. Come on, let's start the show. Everybody grab your Vaseline. The B team, yeah, the B-team.
2: The B team. Oh,
3: that's right.
0: The
2: B-team. Baby!
0: Omar, you yeah. didn't sing it. Baby! There you go. A little late.
2: I sang it on the freaking jingle. What do you want from <laughs> you me? You're supposed to sing along with yourself. <laughs> I find that strange. <laughs>
0: nah, you gotta do it. You gotta... When I'm in the car, um, if an AIS commercial comes on and I'm with my oh kids, my God. I can do the eight hundred seven 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 four ais in real time with my commercial on the air and my kids trip because it's like stereo. It's uh, out of the speakers and it's right next to them. It's,
3: it's, it's, like, very, a,
2: it's like a chorus effect. It's, it's very odd for that. That's them. funny.
0: Can we start with some uh, email before we get into Rick Dees and all the good stuff we got going on?
2: Sure, but i like to bring up the fact for people that are not going to tune into the uh, whole episode. First of all, how dare you, that today is uh, our first podcast that's actually sponsored. So I want to give- Wait! Uh, yeah, we This, we're is, the We've this got is a the show. We've got a sponsor. Finally, and uh, we mentioned two episodes ago that uh, Cromwell Watches was possibly going to be our sponsor, right? Yeah. and it came to fruition. I know. Fancy that, right? It's With, crazy. Why is someone supporting our dumb asses? Um that's a great question. Maybe uh further a, a little like further down the road we got to talk to the guy and be like, "Really?" Logan. <laughs> hey, the yeah, guy behind he's, Cromwell. He's, he's yeah, Logan. It's Logan. He's and, Logan. Okay.
3: And I'm
0: thinking it's you would expect someone like us we would have I don't know, like a like a dog food company or something wacky or what would you expect that we would But this is this Vibrators. is just vibrators, <laughs> vibe- and buttbeats. Right.
2: But right. Cromwell watches. Uh, thank you so much for sponsoring the B team, and uh, we just want to make sure that we get the word out early on in the podcast. And I have a little special surprise uh, for you midway through the podcast uh, oh, no. uh, to pimp out your product. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. But no, wait, um, no, hold on, hold
0: on. You don't, don't, you're not going to derail our first sponsorship, are you? Uh,
2: well, we'll see, we'll see, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see, and I'll let you be the judge because you haven't heard this. I actually did a song for Cromwell. Okay. It's a love song, so uh, no. make sure, make sure you tune in yeah. for that a little later in the podcast. But yeah, Cromwell Watches. Go to CromwellWatch.com and uh, you type in B-Team at your checkout and you'll get 20% off your order. And I've been checking out these watches. They're super fancy. They're made of marine grade stainless steel, yep. which is awesome. 316L, uh, by the way. I happen to know that. Oh, well. <laughs> a friend of mine runs a stainless me. company. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not 304.
0: So, uh, this is 316. So it's yeah. high quality. Yes, it is.
2: And uh, a little, you know, kind of like a story of the sky. This guy um, was uh, tired of having to spend a lot. Uh, this guy was a watch guy he didn't want to spend a ton of dough on a nice watch and but he did because he liked a nice what nice watch so he he thought to himself hey why don't I make a high-quality watch at an affordable price? Which is what he did, and, and they're great. So go check them out at Watch.com. So I, I,
0: I like yours, by the way, the, uh, yeah, it's the a, chronograph. It's
2: fancy. It's a called uh, This one's I think, is called a Redondo. It is. Redondo. So, so did you it's realize that cool. all
0: of his watches are the names of uh I didn't get a chance cities? to scroll through all of them. Okay, just no, they're, them. they're all cities in California. I know. I, there, California. Was, there was
2: like a Santa Monica and a Santa Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, definitely cool. Um, you go on there. Check out your watches. Christmas is coming up. Hey, why not support the BT? Team and support Cromwell, the supporter of the B team, and you get free shipping and uh, it's a lifetime warranty on this watch. What else the hell do you want from a watch company? So uh, keep tuning in to this podcast because you're gonna definitely love my little love song, my little, my, my, my little. Uh, <laughs> it's like a ballad to Cromwell watches. Is a, but is I just want to a- get out there right, th- right, right out in front, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll just you know have a beautiful, long, illustrious relationship. Illustrious, illustrious relationship. <laughs> okay, let's get into the inbox. Oh, yeah, please. No, That'd right. be great. Oh, baby, baby, we're gonna check the inbox.
0: Baby, baby, we're not talking fart box. Baby, baby, we're not talking cat box. Baby, baby, we're gonna check the inbox. All right, the first one here is from Mark Ford. Uh, still loving the Bean team.
4: <laughs> all time, Right?
2: I think he thought like I us. Think everybody is expecting us to fail, it, and we probably will, where it's going to just become just really super crappy. Right. But, you know, he's like, still.
0: It could be this show. That's funny. Is there a plan to separate it from the main Kevin and Bean Show podcast on iTunes so we can subscribe to it separately? And, well, Mark, yeah, we got you. It is already separated, so if you go to iTunes... And search for K-Rock B-Team or B-Team or whatever combo there. You're going to find it. You can subscribe just to us so you don't have to be uh, who's sullied doing that, with the all way? the... Why
2: are you doing that? That's like the dumbest move ever. I
0: think because Kevin and Bean do a daily podcast and we were getting lost in there. Oh, really? That um, if you are into it, you find us there.
2: Good luck with that. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's there if you want it, right?
0: It, yeah. That's Go cool. get it or don't. Yeah. That's
2: cool. Uh,
0: Andrew writes, I love the B-Team. I look forward to it each week. And um, it's getting close to Christmas time, and I would love some Santa Carl. Well, we're going to do some Santa Carl. That's Jimmy Kimmel doing Carl Malone as Santa Claus. Uh, but we're not going to do that until another episode, because in this one, I got Carl malone playing in Thanksgiving. So that's oh, coming up for you.
2: Is he, is he eating some squirrel? <laughs> <He laughs> eating some squirrel. You know it. Love that.
0: Jacob Mora writes, uh, loving the B-Team podcast. If you guys get a chance on next week's podcast, I'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts and concerns are. On the move to Entercom, this is kind of that's kind crazy.
2: This is this is this is interesting because this is my first time going through this. You went through this already with Infinity, yeah, right? When I
0: started at K Rock, it was independently owned. Um, well, by Infinity, they had uh, Mel Carmazon, the guy who went ultimately to Sirius XM, and mm-hmm. he was kind of a champion behind Howard is he Stern. Still at Sirius? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think he's. I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. He's a big wig over there. Mm-hmm. He started a company called uh, Inter- um, sorry, Infinity. And we were one of 18 stations. And then he sold that to Viacom. And then Viacom sold that to CBS Radio. But at
2: that time, Viacom and- was... Viacom under, was in it, wasn't, it, wasn't Viacom under the CBS umbrella somehow? They were no?
0: somehow affiliated. Somehow, right? I don't yeah. recall Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, a was a weird thing. Stock trade. Yeah. Uh, but then ultimately they spun it off and CBS who had been in the radio game for since oh my god, since the beginning of radio. Yeah. The Columbia Broadcast System or Which whatever is, it was, I, right? I mean,
2: it, we if you're in radio, we are living through history right now. I mean, like yeah, if you're kind of like any kind of like radio head, Radiohead. Radiohead <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sound, sound, It sounds weird. Um, you know, this is huge. This is a huge historical uh, time in radio it's, because it, it's,
0: CBS has divested in radio; they're out of the radio business. Yeah, and Entercom, who was a smaller station, they only had like a, a hundred stations. But still, to, to our still, I mean, still huge, right? Right, and and from a small town outside of Philadelphia. Um, they had the opportunity. we were about to go public. CBS radio was going to go public and we had done all the paperwork to, to do so. And kind of at the 11th hour, they stepped up and and swept it. They had always wanted to buy CBS radio from the time that they had heard that it might be available, but they couldn't make the deal work. And at the last minute they, they did. And now we are ENTERCOM um, and ENTERCOM stands for Entertainment Communications. That's ENTERCOM. They just shortened it.
2: Yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting times. I, I really don't know how to feel about it. In one hand, cool, they're all about radio and uh, a little bit behind the scenes. CBS was mainly using us to fund their other projects. So yeah. They, so 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 CBS Radio was making money but we weren't pouring CBS Radio profits back into CBS Radio. Right. We're funding movies or pilot projects and that sucks for us because there was no... Reinvestment. Reinvestment and I mean you walk around K-Rock it got dumpy real quick. Not that we want to have fancy guys, schmancy you things. You guys can't but... see
0: this room but we're sitting in a room that remember we were talking about KHJ the fact that it was yeah. in this building. Yeah. The I'm the sure walls. these are the
2: same panels. These are the same wooden panels that yeah. were
0: up at KHJ. It's right.
2: so ghetto-rific. I mean, when, <laughs> when you look at pictures of other radio stations, they have some sort of panels, but they look nice. You know how they have the station logo. I mean, the, super fancy, state-of-the-art.
3: Not we, this we, one. There's, no, man.
2: There's, <laughs> like, look. What, how do you get stains on that wall? I, how does that happen? I don't know. Okay? It's so, this so is bizarre. high up on the wall. And... Like, you can't see my keyboard here, but there's, like, filth on there. And, and I have to come in twice a year when Kevin me be on vacation. I'll bring in my Windex bottle and my rags from home and clean it myself. Because yeah, I'm not going to do it every week, but, yeah, this this place is nasty. So I don't know. I Hopefully it will lead to bigger, better things. And Intercom is definitely a, a, a company that wants to spend money on radio to make money on with radio. Another big
0: thing about Entercom that I'm excited about is that they have quite a few rock stations. They are, the heads of Entercom are rock fans, whereas before, they didn't care they were into pop music, and K-Rock was kind of a lone soldier. It was us and Live 105 of the Bay Area, and then um, XTRE in Vegas. So we were three stations out of a hundred and some, like 140 stations. and That then, was it. That's all we had for rock. And, and, and right
2: out of the gate, they flipped a couple of those stations, right? So they, so the, the the merger happened... On Friday, and mm-hmm. that day, within the first couple of hours of the merger, they flipped how they many? Flipped, they flipped two stations, KVIL in
0: Dallas, Fort Worth, and they flipped um, WXRK, mm-hmm. which was Howard Stern's old station. Okay. So those are both alternative rock now. Okay. So we're going to go into this company with like 15 to 20 sister stations, sister rock stations. That's huge. So like that gives our ability to support a band like Foo Fighters or Royal Blood or whoever, like. Big time. Yeah. It's just we're just not a alone soldier anymore, which is which is I think is really cool because it says a lot about this company's investment in, in rock. All right. And Heather writes, why did Kevin and Bean hate Doc so much? Was it just a bit? <laughs> Viva Doc on the Rock. Well, so Doc in the Rock was the newsman from uh, Kevin and Bean inherited Doc in the Rock. I think he was already here when oh, they arrived. I think he was doing something that here. Makes sense. Yeah, and uh, they kind of inherited him. And Doc was an authoritative no, figure. Was that Doc dude again? Yeah. Come on. No, duh. <laughs> that wasn't enough. I need more. What Doc, the hell? Doc was a, uh, a newsman in Vietnam during the war. And so he had, uh, he oozed credibility and he had that big baritone voice. Come on, fatso, (laughs) let's move. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's talking to uh, Tad right there. Oh, that's funny. Dogging a big Tad. Doc was such an interesting character that Kevin and Bean, no one in the building really understood him. He just kind of did his own thing.
2: Nobody ever understood him.
0: I just... His, his, he was his, smarter
2: than anybody else.
0: Oh, his IQ was off the chart, and his references were so esoteric, yeah. we didn't get them. He was quoting... Um, he, was, he would quote black and white movies. He was into movies like Plan 9 from Outer Space or whatever that was, like just bizarre films that very few people, and they were already old to us. Yeah. You know? Uh,
2: the memory I have of Doc, working with Doc, is very fond memories of Doc because we got to know each other whenever Kevin and Bean were on Best Of, Doc was usually here. Sure. And it, it was usually myself and Doc. That's it. Yeah. Everybody else was on vacation. Oh, I played and, that. Uh, yeah. I know, was so there. You were yeah. there. And Doc one-on-one was pretty normal. He would talk about Bev and his life at home and the, the troubles that everybody faces from time to time. And he was like a real person. I really think that when he, when he would speak to more than three or four people, he would turn into this other guy and put up maybe a wall. Because he was a totally different guy when we would speak one-on-one. Totally different, Doc and I. We would exchange Christmas gifts, you know, every year. And uh, he was totally chill. But when Kevin and Bean <laughs> would uh, get in the mix, he would he would put up this wall and turn into the Doc that you would hear on the air. It, I like it, that assessment because that does think, sound accurate. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think there was ever hate there. There um, were some times
0: that Kevin, in particular, would get pissed off at Doc for whatever reason, and it, it wasn't it wasn't hate where you know they were going go to go toe to toe or or like hate where like. I'm going to get you fired or anything like that. So it was wh- just but I can't remember why but I do know that but he would be frustrated maybe because Doc wouldn't have his news recorded and ready oh to go. My God. And so Kevin
2: oh. would hit the sounder. Wow. He would lose his S. Hey, dude, dude, that would happen. So often. Right. I, was, and, I ran the board for whatever, five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I would lose my ass.
0: Well, like, remember, like, we would hit the news sounder and there would be no noise. It would be silence. It would be yeah. like, Doc. Yep. And there's nothing. Or we would hear the tape go, Re- or, we'd or, be or, be or, rewinding. He'd yeah. be in the middle of editing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Right. And the weather.
0: And the weather. And the weather. And the weather. You're like,
2: duh, we're live. It's, it's funny because um, I was in there. And so when I started working on the show, Doc was reduced to. Four newscasts, both a minute and a half apiece. a piece, around a minute and a half a piece, right? Sometimes you go a minute forty-five, two minutes was like because he used to do them live. Remember? So this I was going to get to that. So the, um, I was running the board, and yeah, so Doc would have fifty minutes to do a whole report. I mean, that's way more than enough time, and he would t- take. A whole studio that was just dedicated to this one minute and a half piece of news that you should be able to just chop up and, I mean, if I was in charge of that, I would have my news stories lined up and I would do it in five minutes, knock it out and then move on to the next thing, right? When I started, that's what his thing was and it was all pre-taped and pre-tape, pre taped pre-taped and then one one day, the Odyssey is what we used to edit on, froze, so Doc chimes in over there, and he's like, I'm not going to make this one, guys. My odyssey froze, and Kevin yells, just have him do it live. <laughs> and, I, and for me, I was like, is that a thing? Because <laughs> you know? I had, I had like no idea, like, you guys would do this live? And that's what, how he started. And so I pot him up, didn't miss a beat. It yeah. was like if he recorded it, he, it, was, it, was, it, was, it blew my mind. Cool. I was like, why don't we just do it live all the time? I I, I think about think I I guess because uh, he would start to run like, long. He would start to run long, and he'd um like to put in these little um actualities. Um, when when he, when Kevin Bean started, and they got introduced to Doc, what was his role on the show when they when it very first I started? Don't, Do you I know?
0: I think it was news from day one. So what was, was he doing news. before
2: Kevin I Mean? I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, he and he did open line for the longest time. Yeah, open he line, did open
0: line he, forever, and that was the Sunday morning, early Sunday morning show for like all public service announcements, talking yeah. to the mayor, things like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Doc on the rock there. I'm going uh, to
0: kill your mother. (laughs) (laughs) He had a good sense of humor. He played along all the time, and Doc spoke French, so we had him, whenever we needed to call uh, France, if it wasn't Ralph, it was Doc, Mm -hmm. Um, and he always had these weird stories. We'd find out really kind of gross things about him.
5: I regret having passed
2: on bad information. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I don't think there was any real hate there. No, no, I don't no, think I don't there think so, was. Either. I don't think there was any like real like. Oh my God, I hate Doc. I come in to work with Doc. Um, I know that from time to time, Kevin and Bean would joke around about, "Hey, uh, we hope Doc doesn't go postal on us." But well, that was because, dude, that's for real. Like we thought that he would go postal because he would. We would hear him down the hallway going, "God damn it!" He'd and- be he'd be literally destroying the studio. Oh yeah, he'd be like kicking chairs. Oh yeah, and yeah, 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 Destroying. I was my around idiot. for one outburst. I was for- and I was like. Dude, what is happening? This is back in the day where I was more reserved than I am now. Like, now I'd be like, dude, check out Doc, losing it. But back then, I was like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? But wasn't there a, a time where he he was cleaning his gun or yes. something?
0: Yes. He brought his, his his gun to work, and he was cleaning <laughs> it on the desk in his studio. And he was in Vietnam. And I saw
2: it. Yeah. You, yeah. you, saw, yes, it. Yes, you saw, yes. saw it. You saw it. Yes.
0: I was like, you, you, are you guys aware what's happening in Doc's studio? And they're like, no. Like, no. He's got a revolver, and he's cleaning it. They're like, <laughs> they blew me off instantly like, that's funny. And I go, he has a gun on his desk, and he's cleaning it. And management probably walked in there. I think it was, Trip was our, our GM at the time, and says, you know, it's like it's Doc, you, you can't have a gun here. For obvious reasons. That's funny. And he put it in his bag and sauntered out.
2: One of my favorite Doc memories is um, everything, back in the old studios, we didn't have... I mean, in, in this building, we have probably 10 printers. Where if you're on this side of the building, you could print to this printer. Here, I could print to the Morning Show printer. Back in Burbank. There it was, was no this, network. No. You were hardwired to a printer. Right, exactly. So the sales staff, the programming staff, everybody was printing through this one printer. One day, I'm uh, getting some copies, or I, I don't know what I was getting. And I look at the, at the, at the paper, and it's uh, a real love doll. And, and oh, then, yeah. cool. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes, of course yeah. I remember this. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? I think I handed it to you. Yes, you did. I handed it to you. And then you're like, what the what the hell? And then maybe it said something that it printed from. or Yes. Or so so uh, Doc leaves. And so you, you find out that it's coming from Doc Studio. Doc yes. leaves. And Kevin and you, I think, go and search his uh, browser history. Yes. And you guys print all his browser history. And it printed like over 100 pages of all Love Doll stuff. Of all Love Doll stuff. And then the, <laughs> the following day, like Kevin was just. Oh, we were having a field day. Like, the are next you day. kidding me? Because because not only was he looking for real dolls, but he was looking for like weird real yes. dolls, yeah, like chicks with you know, yeah, chicks with things, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. And uh, um, so he he we call him on to, oh we didn't call him into the studio back in the day we would just pot him up because they didn't we didn't want, want him. him coming to the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were kind of dicks to him. Yeah. That's funny. And uh, you guys, so you guys pot him up. And then uh he 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 says that it was for some sort of bachelor party but there's no way because no. those real love dolls are like 3 grand. Yeah. Super expensive. But I that, that, I just remember thinking that was so hilarious. And we were obsessed with that for quite a long oh time. Oh my god, that was the best. Well, that's a that's a dog chunk yeah, for the B but team right I there. I don't think there was ever any real hate. For the most part, everything is amplified, exaggerated for comedy effect, I think. For the most part, I mean There's there's certain things that are like the hatred for Sam is real and the love from Kevin for Sam is real, (laughs) you know. So, uh, but that I think was kind of just you know maybe amped up a little bit. But I think everybody after the 9/11 broadcast where Ralph and Doc they were at the helm of the 9/11 tragedy, Um, they were on the air because Kevin and me were on vacation. After that, I think everybody kind of like left Doc alone and uh, he 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 really shined at that point because he showed his skills. They both stepped up in such an outstanding way yeah. that it floored everyone.
0: Absolutely, everyone, s- everyone—such
2: s- s- pros and uh, yeah, it was a tough day. And uh, yeah, well, we, we have that
0: tape. We're gonna we're gonna play. It. We do yeah. have some highlights, yeah. and it's a little depressing for obvious reasons. But it's worth playing at some point, and yeah. we will do that. I and thought.
2: maybe wait till the next year, so we could you know enjoy the holidays. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All
2: right.
0: Well, that's enough for uh, email. I got to member.
2: This what's in Doc's butt? Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> member, member the. Remember, remember, this What's in Doc's butt? Remember, <laughs> remember
4: this.
2: It's time to reminisce. I had
0: completely forgotten about that, Omar. Remember? I'm going to have to dig up some what's in Doc's what's butt. In Doc's
2: butt? Right. What in the well, hell? When I, when I started working here, that was like a, a comedy a punchline. So it's it's like, I guess there's this is a random game that you, Kevin Bean used to do. I still don't know exactly how it was played, but whenever we're like brainstorming for a game, somebody uh-huh. would always shout out, Let's <laughs> what's play What's, what's the Doc's Butt? butt? Yeah. yeah. And I never understood. It was just a, a funny punchline, you know? So, no, uh, what you had to do is is you had to guess oh, so what's the Doc's Butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, okay. yeah.
0: So the, the thing is, we just take callers, and it was pretty much the funniest. Item that people would they're they're trying to guess what's in Doc's butt. So someone would go like a, a, a kangaroo, okay, you know, a nineteen thirty four Ford Model T, you know, right. or whatever. It's just these random things, and the funniest one if it would make Kevin and Bean laugh, they, they got would, the prize. Oh, that's funny. right, because we didn't know r- what was in Doc's right, butt. You right, know, right,
2: right, so. right, and it could be anything. Super, super, <laughs> that's yeah. People funny. like
0: yeah, like a galaxy, you know,
2: <laughs> random <laughs> stuff. Oh, what's that's Doc's hilarious. Butt.
0: All right, so for this member, this. Um, you, you remember Carl Malone used to play with Utah, the Utah Jazz?
2: Utah Jazz.
0: Yeah. When Jimmy Kimmel was the sports guy here.
2: By the way, Utah?
0: Utah Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. The state of Utah? Utah. Sucks. <laughs> I, 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 now, I, I, don't get me started because I love Utah. Oh,
2: my. Utah. How could it's you the, love that? This, we already talked okay. about this
0: road trip Jesus. conversation. Okay, okay. I love Utah. Okay. Yeah. I want to have a house there.
2: I was driving um, down the 15, and I saw a big—I don't know if it was a Ford dealership, but it was a big Carl Malone's uh, dealership. <laughs> yeah. He has a huge dealership over there.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a wealthy guy. He owns property mm. in, in all over all over America. And Carl teamed up with Vic the Brick at one point. Vic the Brick was—so there was Rick Dees on Kiss FM, and then his sports guy, our Jimmy Kimmel, was Rick, uh, Vic the Brick. And, um, he was a character. And he was a caricature. He was feeling
3: like you. Yeah. Or, you know, way <laughs> over the top. And he yeah. thought
0: he was really smart. He went to Cornell, so he thought he was you know, a big shot.
2: By the way, Petros and Money work with him now. And they, they tell me that that's not an act. No, it's not an act. Yeah. Like, he he's is, like, that's legit. real deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I and ran into like, him a couple Kings games way back in the day. And yeah, he's, he's like, be. Lightning, loving you. And you're like,
2: <laughs> like what? what's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, just that, say that, hi. That, that's just him. Yeah. Shake my hand. This seems cool. And he wears the funny hats. Yeah, he's definitely
0: got a case of the look at me's. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So he teamed up with Carl Malone. Carl Malone. uh, So they had this LA radio show on AM, whatever it was, sports station. And this is a little chunk of that. Just get a get a feel for this here. This
5: is the first talk show where a guy from Cornell hooks up with someone from Louisiana Tech.
1: Well, I think it's really ironic because uh, thirteen years all of Utah, and never got an opportunity to do my own show, and I come out here. And next thing I know, I'm doing a show here in L.A. of all places. So everybody want to know why and how I got here.
0: So <laughs> everybody want to know why. Okay, so now, so the reason I wanted to play that clip is not to, to talk about the radio show. Is that so? You, you can tell that Carmelo has some interesting inflections.
2: And Jimmy, Jimmy was obsessed with this Jimmy was show. obsessed with yeah. the radio
0: show. He yeah. would call in his random people all the time yeah. on his way home. He would literally, it was on at like, I think it started at noon. So we would do our after show meeting and Jimmy would get in the car and drive to, you know, to Woodland Hills where he was mm-hmm. living at the time. And all the whole way home, he's trying to get, trying to call in and do funny voices, you know, to, to make Carmelo Malone say funny things. And
2: this is right? a very, it was very common back yeah. in the day where Kevin would do the same thing and Kevin would call in radio shows and be Jimmy and Jimmy would call in radio shows <laughs> Kevin, my name's. Kevin, <laughs> yeah. that's funny yeah so jimmy became
0: really obsessed with with carl and carl was an interesting character because he he w- went to, you know he lived in utah he liked to go squirrel hunting like proud of it very of it. kind of an eccentric dude but sharp obviously a great basketball player and so jimmy started doing the carl malone voice and jimmy first started doing here with kevin and bean and then took that to the man show. He even did that on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And so he
2: still does Carl Malone to this day. And now um, he, he uh, I don't know if it's this last year, he had Jimmy, uh, he had Carl Malone on the and, show. On the show. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was really Wait, interesting. Are you
0: kidding? He started doing Carl Malone as Santa Claus. <laughs> he started doing Carl Malone in all these different characters. And uh, this is Carl Malone Splains Thanksgiving.
6: Jimmy had the opportunity to uh, run into uh, Carl Malone and invited him into our studios to actually, I think, tell us... You know,
5: what the spirit of Thanksgiving should be, so. Calm alone like some of your muffin.
4: <laughs> you talking to Lisa you talking to Kevin? <laughs> oh, call,
5: call!
7: Oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh.
5: Now, you have some thoughts on the Thanksgiving holiday? Well, call alone like talking about the holiday time. But, you know, not many folk know the whole story of Thanksgiving. Oh, so you're going to give us the whole story. Great. All kinda of story going on about the Thanksgiving, so Carl Malone <laughs> I can explain a true story of what all happened some time ago. All right, now, it. first off, this all taken place long before Carl Malone born. Right. Sure. Sometime the media say Carl Malone old, oh, Carl Malone ain't dead old. Right. Carmelo made a joke.
7: Oh, all you, have to joke, yeah.
5: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, this was hundreds <laughs> of years ago. That's old. Maybe Charles Barkley. That old, but Malone, not that old. All right, we got you. Right. Uh, the year was nine.
2: You think Jimmy's getting frustrated there with those jackals?
5: <laughs> yes. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, the year was 19. 19- no, about uh, 1620. Are you guessing now? 1620, and all the way over from the Pilgrim Town came these here pilgrims mm-hmm. wearing belt buckle on their hats <laughs> stocking socks and them pants up to their knees and they landed their boat on the Plymouth rocks Right. and them yeah. Plymouth was some hard hard rocks <laughs> like a hard rock cafe where Carmel <laughs> loved to eat hot wing. so them Plymouth rocks crash up the pilgrim boat real good uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you all right? Carl
2: cracks. <laughs> 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 busted
5: that on up. Uh, busted that boat. So, damn, Pilgrims say.
2: And that doesn't happen often where Jimmy cracks, does it?
0: No, well, i he, never heard that. He never would just, heard
2: Jimmy crack. He would
0: just kind of go silent, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's funny.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yes, Carl, go ahead. Listen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what did the Pilgrims say? I'm sorry. I missed that part. In we we Thanksgiving here? let's set up camp here. Right. Like <laughs> when Carmelon goes squirrel hunting, Carmelone set up a camp right, <laughs> right uh-huh. where he is. Yeah. So <laughs> they set up a camp, mm-hmm. and sure enough, they meet up with an Indian. Okay. Right. Whole bunch of Indian tribe. And the head Indian named Squaddle. Uh, Squanto, Squ- Squato speak English, too, My Carl Malone And he all, let me help y'all out, planting up some mazes and whatnot. <laughs> mazes, what them Indians called <laughs> right. call the corn. Right. Carl Malone called it corn. They call it mazes because right. the Indians, that's their word for corn. All right, we got yeah. it. We understand. So Squato helped them pilgrim out, <laughs> setting them up with the mazes, getting them some turkey. Plucking up feathers from they turkey to fill up soft pillow on a hard Plymouth rock. Uh-huh. Bringing them beaver skin blanket to keep warm. Right. And one day them pilgrims say, you know what, Squatto? You a good dude. Yeah. I like this Squatto helping us out and everything. Let's make up a feast to be giving off thanks. Right. And so the pilgrims kick on back. Watching the football while Squatle make up a big <laughs> feast. And man did they eat eating up deer meat yeah. and turkey and mazes and that's corn. Right. And yeah. eating up their wigwam <laughs> and eating all the good out good old food that the Indians making up. And they had a big feast and somebody say, you know, thank y'all Indian for thankgiving. We giving up our thanks to the Indian for helping us out on a Plymouth Rock, and then they kill off all the Indians. <laughs> after. They kill the whole like Carl Malone. You ca- cause Carl Malone a businessman. Right. Uh, Carl Malone off the court. Carl Malone a nice guy. Right on, on the court. court Carl Malone got to take care of business. Right and Carl Malone take care of business like a Pilgrims take care of the business with the Indians. So they kill them all off, and then they open up some casino. The ones that live.
1: (laughs) There it is.
7: There it is.
5: story of Thanksgiving. That's the story of Thanksgiving.
7: That was beautifully
5: told, too, Carl. Thank you. By Ah. Carl Malone. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Carl. We appreciate it.
0: Happy Thanksgiving to y'all. All
2: (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. That's awesome.
0: Oh, and every Christmas, we get uh, Jimmy coming in doing Santa Carl. So that's Jimmy doing Carl S- Malone doing Santa. It's my favorite we, time of the year. Yeah. I we love have that. Uh, little kids calling in unsuspecting, you know, asking for presents and uh, dolls and stuff. And Carl Malone is out of touch and doesn't really understand what kind of toys they are and botches the names. <laughs> so and you a mis- little boy, a little girl.
2: And... <laughs> that's my <laughs> <Right>. favorite. <Yeah. laughs> so You're a little
0: boy, a little girl. Yeah, I love that. Is this where we get to thank our sponsor? Uh, sure. Why not? We I can, would like we, to. We can,
2: we can do wherever we I'm want. I'm a
0: little fearful about your song.
2: Okay, you just pimp out the product um before and after, but throw it to me. So, if what I, do you want me to just uh, throw it to the song? No, I I mean, I'd like to
0: talk about Cromwell watches. Okay. Yeah, so Cromwell watches, it. right. So, um as we talked about in the beginning of the show, Logan Cromwell designed these watches. He's a local guy out of Orange County, and they're gorgeous watches. They've got dress watches. And more kind of industrial-looking watches, heavy, thick, um, rose gold, um, forty-eight millimeter watches down to like thirty-eight millimeter watches. Which means he's covering the spectrum, and they're affordable. And that was kind of his thing: is he he stepped out? He's like, I really want a nice watch, but I don't want to pay five grand
2: for it, right? Right. So he was he was he was uh, paying over a thousand dollars for it. So he's like, I don't want to make people pay a thousand dollars for a watch. So everything is about in the two hundred dollar range and super nice. So you get a super nice watch for a couple of hundred bucks. Absolutely, and so
0: almost all the bands are interchangeable. So you can go from say a a uh, you know a, a rubber band to a uh, to a steel band, stainless steel, something like that. To a
2: poker band. To,
0: no, Wait, not a, no, not it, a, <laughs> not a polka terrible band. Terrible joke. You know he's got free shipping, free returns, lifetime warranty on all watches. So if you break anything, which I doubt you will, but if you did, he's in Orange County. And the good thing is, if you need something for the holidays, you want to give a gift to yourself or someone else. You're going to get it within, like, a day because it's only coming from Orange County.
2: And, you know, he's supporting the B team, so the least you can do is just go check him out. Go to the website, give him some traffic, and buy a watch, damn it. By the way, put in B team at checkout, you get 20% off. You do indeed. That's going to
0: take off, you know, what, 40 bucks off a $200 watch, right? Yep. I mean, look at me with the math.
2: You're pretty good, and uh, you know I was just thinking about Cromwell, and uh, I just really love it. And I fell in love with it, so I uh, had to dedicate this uh, this song, "Oh Cromwell, Watch." I'm. Uh, and, uh, I don't know how I feel and, about this. Uh, you know what? It's it's um, just just it's, hit it. Let's a just very, do it. Very touching tribute, and uh, <laughs> it's a it's a, it's gonna tug on your heartstrings, and something else. Oh Cromwell, watch. Oh Cromwell watch, you tell me what time it is. Oh Cromwell watch, you look so fine. You tick and talk, and you're all mine.
0: Oh Cromwell watch, you ship for free and
2: have a lifetime warranty. You see? Wow. Oh Cromwell watch, you support the bee team, do you know what I mean? Oh, Cromwell Watch, the you're on my wrist, and you look good when I pump my high fist. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Cromwell Watch, I have my pants down, oh, wait a minute. and you look good when I'm going to town. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, Cromwell oh. Watch, oh, Cromwell Watch, <laughs> what time it is? Oh, there you go. Why did you have to go there, dude? I don't know what you're talking about. I just really love that watch. I don't know what you're insinuating, sir. Oh, my gosh. Go to CromwellWatch.com, people. (laughs) Thanks, Cromwell.
0: Oh my gosh. All right. If we can recover from that and they haven't already uh, called their sales rep here at the station <laughs> and canceled the, uh, the sponsorship of the B team. Thank you, uh, Logan and everyone at Cromwell Watch. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Is it time for D's please? D's,
2: please? D's, please.
0: D's, please. This is all about Rick D's and the radio war that Kevin and Bean had with uh, old timey Rick D's, a, a DJ at Kiss FM. As we said earlier, he started Kiss FM back in 1981. He was on all the way till 2004, and he was kind of the epitome of cheese. And um, he played all the hit songs, and just between every hit song, he was just cheese. Just cheesy, and Kevin and Bean could not stand it. Another thing that they couldn't stand, Omar, is that Rick Dees was becoming a celebrity, and he was hanging out with all his uh, celebrity friends, playing golf all the time, and a lot of this time, he would say he's at the station broadcasting live. Mm, mm, we're live mm. on 102.7 right. FM, and he wouldn't be there. And we got word from the listeners who lived by his house in Toluca Lake that they would see him leaving like it's like 6 45, 7 o'clock in the morning when he was said he was live at 5 45 or 6 a.m. So we know now that he's, he's lying about that. What else is he lying about? And it just went on and on and on. And Kevin and me are like, right, right, we're going to prove that this guy is full of crap. And we're going to send Michael, the maintenance man, who was the kind of whipping boy back in the day. We're going to send him in his black Mercedes that he just purchased to sit in front of Rick D.'s Toluca Lake house to see what time the lights went on in the morning. Michael was rolling and,
2: in a Benzo?
0: Dude, he bought a used, like, 300E, and wow. it was slammed with a body kit and wheels. He was That's a, crazy. He was a baller. He was doing a ton of live gigs, which oh, okay. paid cash back in the day. Cool. And he was a real maintenance man, and he yeah. cleaned the, our Burbank building and some other buildings. Right. And so they sent him over to uh, Rick D's house to stake it out. Here's how that went.
1: I got here at 10 minutes to 5, man. It's
7: 10
0: till 5. What's the house look like oh, on the outside?
1: Oh, man. You talking about a mansion, partner? Really? An estate?
6: Yeah. Yeah, maybe we better do a you rich bastard today. <laughs> our new bit that we didn't have time for yesterday. Now, Michael, do you see a car in Rick D's driveway? No car. Oh, like he doesn't have a 10-car garage. Oh, that's... Does he have a big garage? It
4: got a big garage.
6: Yeah. How big a house does it look like? That four four bedroom, five bedroom?
4: Uh, at
6: least about six, seven. Any uh, lights on inside the house? No lights on. No, see, that takes me
7: off. Well, we're his already, alarm doesn't go off till
4: 545. Already had,
7: <laughs> we already had to get up and get here. And Rick Dees is still sleeping like a baby. I don't think uh, Pamela Anderson comes in and gives him a full body massage to get him out of bed until 6 o'clock.
2: <laughs> By the way, good on Rick Dees. If he, he found out a way, <laughs> you know what I mean? No wonder Kevin Beener pissed. Like, yeah, should have thought about this first. That's, they did feel kind of
0: burned that like <laughs> yeah, they couldn't pull it off, that yeah. Rick's entire audience thought he was live and he yeah. wasn't. But they're like, <laughs> we're here sweating it out and you're not. <laughs> that's funny. I think it's one of those deals. So he's got tape ready to run at KISS
6: FM. What we're going to do is we're going to have Michael the maintenance man stay outside of Rick Dees house until he leaves so that we can find out exactly. Exactly what time he leaves, and we can Hello, no-
3: this is Rick Dees in the morning from 102.7 KISS FM. Now, the
6: second
0: Rick Dees pulls out of his driveway, we want you to follow him with the bullhorn. Okay. So Michael was taken out of his house, and Rick realized that there was someone out there, and I think someone tipped him off, that like, hey, Kevin Bean sent someone over there, like a producer called him and said, hey, you need to get to the studio fast, because they're, they're trying to call you out as being, you know, being from home, saying that you're live, the whole thing. So get in your car, jam to work. <sighs> Rick, seriously, we got to get to work at 5.30. Go
6: ahead and get to work at 6 when your show starts. Yeah. I'm right behind
5: me, All right,
6: please. now, when you pull up to a stoplight, we're going to need
7: the bullhorn action.
6: Okay. All right. Hey, what? Uh, fact, right
5: now, partner. All right.
7: <laughs> uh, attention, Rick Dees. Attention, Rick Dees. This is Michael, the maintenance man from the world-famous K-Rock. This
1: is Michael, the maintenance man from the world-famous K-Rock.
7: Bet you had a really good night's sleep
5: i heard you had a really good night's sleep. <laughs> Certainly plenty of it. Hey, wait minute, Hold on. Hold on.
7: What's turned, up? Are you guys moving again?
5: Yeah, we turned the corner. All right. Oh, he jumped on the freeway now. I, All right. I got to call us about 80, man. 80.
7: Follow him, man. Don't let him lose you. Hey, when you wake up late for work every day, you just get in the mood. <laughs> Somebody called him.
6: Uh, we do know that his producer, Johnny Vega, listens to our show, man. so he probably went, he probably called and said, Rick, you're going to need to get here on time today.
5: Hey, partner, he ran a red light on me, man! He ran a red light on <laughs> you! <laughs>
7: All
6: right, he knows you're behind you. So not
7: only a lazy bastard, but apparently no <laughs> respect for the law. Apparently,
6: he's Rick D's. He doesn't have to stop at red lights like the rest I don't
7: of us. think California state statutes apply.
6: Now, how close are you to uh, Kiss? Uh, four blocks away. Four blocks away. Somebody already screwed it up. He may get there on time this morning. Hey, uh, how close are you now? Oh,
5: uh, man, hey, I'm right in the building, but... Hey, the parking structure is already closed,
6: man. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's one of those uh, security gate yeah. deals. Did he already go in?
4: Yeah, he, he's in now. So he's
6: in. Damn. All right. Well, it's 5.55. He made it to today.
7: Yeah. But just because his bastard producer called him, you know that's happening. very... And I and I guarantee he was in a sound sleep. He's probably still wearing his Snoopy PJs. <laughs> well, Mikey, let me just say this.
0: An outstanding job, job as well usual. for Michael, the maintenance man. Good. You're on the case. Good. So, Omar, here's what happens. Mm-hmm. All right, so Michael's sitting in front of Rick D.'s house, staking it out in a black Mercedes, as I talked about. Mm-hmm. Rick looks out his window and supposedly sees this car and thinks it's a robber, a rapist. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. And he gets on the freeway. You know, why he leaves his house, we don't know. If you think there's a, someone outside your house, don't you, you call the cops? Yeah, you, you call you, the cops. You so protect you your put. family. Right. Whatever you're going to do. You don't get in your car and go to work in a, in a, in a hurry, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he gets to the station and he immediately goes on the air and says, I, I'm, I'm being stalked. Someone was outside my house stalking me. They were following me. And he's and he's like he's trying to act very disturbed on the air. And then he reaches out to the news. He reaches out to I think it's kcal nine or Channel two news, one of the two with Pat Harvey and says, I'm being stalked, and they and they end up doing an interview with Rick about Rick being stalked and that Rick's life was in danger. Rick is trying to convince everyone that he thought his life was in danger and that Kevin and Bean were ultimately behind it. He knew that.
2: He did. He knew
0: that. So do you think this was
2: just like a ratings, like, his, uh, like a little plan for, for coverage? It was no? doing
0: two things. It was covering up the fact that he was normally late for work mm-hmm. and saying he was live. And also, yeah, it was a ploy for for ratings. He was mm-hmm. uh, now he was on morning shows. He was right. on TV morning news, right, talking about how someone was stalking him. So here's a here's a snippet of Pat Harvey from the news talking to him.
4: It's uh, Kevin and being together. So we're going to talk to you alone first, Rick. First of all, <laughs> can you tell us about these allegations that you pre-taped your morning show? I mean, are they true or not?
3: <laughs> no, they are not true. Well, I was uh, I was out there this morning got there to work early i mean that's the best i can tell you
0: Oh my god. <laughs> not a good cover-up right no that's what she cared about she didn't really care she knew what i mean everyone knew that we weren't stalking him that we meant no harm that michael meant no harm it was just is the guy showing to up is he is the guy showing up to work By when anyway, he says he is or is he not had
2: to do all he had to do is say that um you know that morning yeah we had a couple of uh, recorded pieces we do that from time to time that's all he had to say.
0: But he was having a rough time lying No, like that. no, yeah. no.
2: I get it. I get it. But because because he doesn't want, I, I'm sure he felt like, oh, I'm Rick Dees and these two schmoes are trying to show me up. They're calling you know, me yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. But what a dumbass. Yeah. You know what I mean? He. Yeah, of course you know what I mean. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting better at it. You haven't, thank I you. I think thank, that might know, have I'm, been I'm, the first I'm, one. I'm trying really hard.
4: Thank you. Okay,
0: sorry. Okay. <laughs> That, that story finally calms down because everyone knows that he's full of BS. Right. Right. The next piece of tape I have in the, in the Rick D's Kevin and Bean war. How long did this war go on for? A decade. Oh, my God. It's a decade. From the wow. time Kevin and Bean signed on January 1st, 1990. Uh-huh. And it went all the way through, what is that, 2004, which is about 14 years. So not really a decade, even longer. But wow. all the way through yeah. to the time that he signed off.
2: When I started answering the phones, they were still having, like, you know, issues with Rick. It's That's just crazy. They couldn't
0: get over his fakeness.
2: We're now, in, let me ask you this since you know about radio and other markets, and I, I, I don't, is, is this a thing that other radio markets, like, radio, bomb and Tom, yeah, radio, radio wars, wars are common. Yeah, they are.
0: Radio wars were common. Not so okay. much anymore, but the big right. one, the, the ones that was most famous were, were, were executed by, by Howard Stern. Mark and Brian's ratings went down in L.A. when he went after Mark and Brian, when he buried Mark and Brian. Oh, he wow. did a couple another. other, I think some DJs in Chicago or Detroit. He would just go to town and he would actually bury them, have coffins and parade down the street. And like <laughs> he, he would just go after them. And the problem is a, a, he would claim every bit as his own. I did this first and he would he, he would make a mockery of these smaller DJs. Right. And so you the best thing is to stay off Howard's radar. You just you just do your own thing. Stay off his radar.
2: You think if Rick Dees wouldn't have acknowledged Kevin and Bean, if Kevin and Bean would have continued to pursue it, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because because so Rich
0: much- didn't we because remember when Kevin and Bean started, they were like twentieth in the ratings. They right. they didn't even show up. They yeah. were so low. They were a non factor, mm-hmm. right? And it was just it was Rick Dees – and Jay Thomas at Power One to Six, and Mark and Brian at KLOS. So and that was it. And then Kevin are way down there, and 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 so it's they figured we got nothing to lose, right? We got nothing to lose, you know.
2: And it's it's either way, it's funny. So it's good content. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just, good content. they're calling yeah. out the old dog in yeah. radio and the fact that he's phony. and yeah, everyone that makes could, sense. And it was, yeah, we were kind of punk rock rebellious, right? Yeah. It was the thing to do. And, and they were passionate, Kevin and Bean were passionate about it. Yeah. So Michael, the guys were in New York, I think, broadcasting for the VMAs, I want to say, Video Music Awards. And they sent Michael, the maintenance man, to the hotel that we had heard Rick Dees was staying. And you're never going to believe what happened.
6: We're in New York City for the MTV Video Awards, and people called us and said, Rick Dees is coming out there. We're like, you know what, what do we got to do to get away from this guy? That would be Michael. So we said, what do we have to do to get away from this bastard? So anyway, he says, yeah, we're broadcasting live. We're broadcasting live
0: from high atop the Empire State <laughs> Building. I forgot
2: that Bean has that impression. He does a pretty good Rick.
0: Wait till you. Then you're going to love what's coming up. Bastard.
6: So anyway, he says, yeah, we're broadcasting live. We're broadcasting live from high atop the Empire State Building, which
7: of course sounds very <laughs> show busy, but right. it's just a complete
6: and bold faced lie because he's broadcasting from his hotel room. That's right. So we figured since we're here and he came. Rick
7: does actually go out where the
6: people are you no, know that no he came to where we we're not going out of our way to track this man down he came to where we are so we figure you know what if you're gonna do that seriously honey if the maintenance man needs to pay a little visit
2: that's correct he's
0: broadcasting from the hotel room now yesterday oh, i forgot will pause honey- this for a second yep. <laughs> for whatever reason um it was during the oj tri- before the oj trial somewhere there mm-hmm. um and i i'm gonna take that out so I don't, For whatever reason, uh, Michael the maintenance man decided to change his name to a Muslim name and call himself Hanif. Wait. And so that is when we wait, say,
2: wait, like, for real, for not? real, for
0: real, for real. So for about a year and a half, we had to call Michael Hanif.
2: <laughs> what? I never at heard some point, this and, and
0: we like it was really tough.
2: How long was Michael the maintenance man uh, thing? Michael the maintenance. Michael the maintenance man, uh, um, a guy on your show. Uh, Five years? A couple of years? At least. Five to, seven years, five to seven years. You know what blew my mind when I found out that Tad only worked on the Kevin Bean Show for five years?
0: Yeah. It I, seemed, it like, seemed forever. like
2: forever. Forever. Yeah. So oh, so he was Honey for a year and a half? Yeah. Wow. And then he snapped out of it? or I, I
0: think after, oh no, then he sued us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it.
6: Yep. Yesterday, Hanif went over to the hotel and we tracked down the hotel by, by the way, I believe by just calling... The, ni- th- the nicest hotels in New York. The nicest hotels in New York. We picked, like, the most expensive ones. Right. And, like, on the third one, we hit the one that he was staying
7: at. And, by the way, just in case you're wondering, for comparison's sake, Kevin Amina with the Salvation Army <laughs> in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's just about true. Hey,
4: Hanif. How's it hey.
7: going at the uh, Le Parker Meridian Hotel in Manhattan?
4: I'm about ready to go down and make my ascent on Rick D. Let's
7: do it now. How, how far away are you from his room yet?
4: Well, I'm in
5: the—I'm the, on the roof. Now i got to go down to the lobby. Well, i got to go down to— down fourth, flight of step.
6: You're going to go down and make your ascent on Rick Dees? Yeah.
4: All right. <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> good on, good on. All right,
6: Hadith.
7: You know, I was thinking that Mike was smarter as a Muslim, but no. Rick has never <laughs> met Hanif the maintenance <It's> man, has <laughs> he? That is correct. This is kind of a new thing. <laughs> Although I do remember once when Rick, for some strange reason, was broadcasting live from a supermarket down in Hancock Park. I don't remember why. But Michael the maintenance man went down there, and the security just literally picked him up and yeah. put him in the street. Yeah. That they just weren't small. excited to see him. All right, where are you, Mike?
4: I'm on the 41st floor. I got to go down 39. All right. Me and Rick go back a long way. Oh, yeah, you you got
6: history, sure. Hey, you've
7: been to his house. (laughs) A lot of people can't say that. You've carpooled with Rick to work. Hey, I'm at 39. All right. right. Walk out into the hallway. And you were able to find out uh, earlier this morning exactly what suite number, right? Yeah. Okay, terrific. We're going to need you to knock on the door. Okay, hold on. Maybe Rick will get on and say a few words. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he won't.
2: Now, don't knock. Use the bullhorn. Okay. I fucked that lady. This is great tape, but let me ask you this. There's no way we can do anything like this on the Kevin B. Show nowadays. Sure, you of, can. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Wouldn't this like like now with social media and all? Oh, everybody suing everybody for anything. So like, what? Get yeah. sued. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. This is great tape, by the way. Never heard it. Here we go. You've never heard this? I've never heard this. No. Oh my god. Here we go. Thirty-nine oh nine. Thirty-nine oh one.
7: Yes. Parker, Meridian. Nice, uh, nice hotel, is it?
2: Real nice, man.
7: Is it nicer than the Salvation Army place we're staying?
1: Much better. Yeah,
7: that's what I thought. <laughs> are you in front of his room?
1: I'm
3: in front of
6: the room. All right, get the bullhorn, turn it up really loud. I got cockroaches the size of puppies staying in my room, by the way. <laughs> and say, "Attention, Rick Dees. This is Michael, the maintenance man from the world famous K Rock." <laughs> I hear
5: him. I hear him. I was to do it. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> okay. Rick uh, <laughs> This is Michael, the maintenance man from the world famous K Rock.
7: What the hell are you doing here?
5: What the hell are you doing here in New York
7: City? Go back home, homeboy.
5: Go
2: back home, back. We ca- I need that as a drop, by the way. What the hell is this? <laughs> Go back
7: home, homeboy! <laughs> Go back home, back. We came here to get away from you! Say what? We came here to get away from you! We came here to get away from you! What? Is your plastic surgeon in New York? Is that it? Say what? Is your plastic surgeon in New York? Is there a
1: plastic surgeon in New York? Is that it?
7: Not, is there a plastic surgeon? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you following us?
1: Why are you following us?
6: New York smells bad enough without you here. <laughs> New York smells bad enough without you living here. Now, I want to point out again. I'm in here, you moron. <laughs> the Parker the, the park Meridian is a really nice hotel. <laughs> What's happening? No one's coming out? Yeah,
1: they're coming out. Oh, Arnold. Oh, I'm sorry. Arnold, I'm sorry. It's Arnold's listening to right here. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Put him on. Hi, You're on. kidding. No.
7: Put him on.
1: <laughs> put, put on. Apparently
7: Arnold was, uh. Put him on. He's
4: right
1: here. Uh. Can you talk to
2: me, Arnold? Okay, here you go. Oh, cool. All right,
1: here we go. What?
0: Just listen.
2: No way. Yeah. (laughs) Arnold
7: was the last person you expect to come to the door, by the way. Arnold? Yes? Hey, it's Kevin and Bede. How are you, sir?
3: (laughs) What is happening?
0: So he went to the room he thought Rick Deese was staying in. It was Arnold? Arnold Schwarzenegger staying in the presidential suite.
2: At this point in Kevin Bean's career, has Arnold, because Arnold's been on the show a handful of times, does Arnold know Kevin Bean or no? Mm, no? He knows of them? Maybe, yeah. I don't think he had been on the show at
0: this point. Oh. This is, Dude, this is 1993.
2: Wow. Okay. Let's listen in. Terrific. Thank
1: you. How are you? Good. Good. Very good. <laughs> what, are you,
0: what are you doing at the, at the hotel this morning?
1: Uh, what do you think I'm doing? Well, we
7: don't know. Are you working on a movie there?
1: Well, we'll guess.
7: You're working on a movie is our guess.
1: Well, guess what I'm doing.
7: You're you're working on a movie.
1: There yeah, you are. See.
6: Right. Listen, Arnold.
1: I mean, I, I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah. All I know is I hear someone clearing out there is a bullhorn in front of my door. Right. And right. I said to myself, maybe there is some crazy emergency in this hotel. Well, there and is and, actually. Uh, can... In the meantime, there's no emergency. Can we... well, actually, it is an emergency.
6: Can, can we ask you a
1: question? Because there's a very important thing you wanted to talk to me. Yeah.
6: Right? Is is Rick V's in your room?
1: Is is uh, is that right?
7: Is Rick D's in your
1: room? I mean, is, isn't that right? You wanted to talk to yeah,
7: me? Oh yes. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. We did want to talk to you.
1: That's, that's, there you
7: are. Right. It's now, now you
1: talk to me, okay? So you have a good morning. Okay, okay is, Arnold. You need and to keep better friends. Be control, ar- okay? Ar- <laughs> and you're going to have a great time here filming in New York. All right, the okay. movie. Go ahead and, and hope the, the you guys is only again. Yeah, a yeah. hell going-
6: Did you I know but did you go to the wrong room? No, they told me I was in the rooms. You went to the wrong room. He
0: Bullhorn, Arnold Schwarzenegger. My bad. Man, man, my bad. Man. How crazy
2: is that? He's very funny. Very funny. That's crazy. <laughs> did yeah, you hear heard Jimmy? Heard
0: Jimmy cackling in there when uh when Michael's like
2: oh, Arnold Arnold <laughs>
0: Oh, it's that's crazy! Great. So that's great. we didn't we didn't find Rick at that particular uh, moment, but damn, scoring uh, scoring Arnold was that was that was pretty funny.
2: The elusive Rick
0: D's that you can't track down, right? So that's right. funny. So Rick would often go and play in the Bob Hope Classic and some other big golf tournaments, right? And um, and then would say that he was live. He would do, he would put a show on tape, and he would we knew that he was golfing like at eight o'clock in the morning at the mm-hmm. tea time, right? But in L.A., he's like, you know, we're live and 102.7 <laughs> Kiss FM. So we found out that he was part of some uh, some Bob Hope classic or something out there, and Bean does a, a pretty good Rick D's impression.
2: Best impression he has,
0: and we hands down. Yeah, and we, so we called. We found out where he was staying what hotel, and we gave the phone number out, and we asked our listeners to call in and leave messages. Okay? (laughs) Tons and tons of messages. And then we said, oh, you know, it would be funny if we called back and listened to those messages. So Bean calls as Rick D's trying to retrieve his messages. to hear
2: him on the air. Oh, that's funny.
0: Let's call and get an update from the the hotel, shall we? Yeah, I have the phone number uh, right here for
7: the uh, hotel in the Palm Springs. I'm sorry, I forgot. The name of the hotel? La Quinta. La Quinta in Palm (laughs) Springs. Calling for our pal Rick Dees.
2: Why is that funny? La
7: Quinta. La Quinta in Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Calling for our pal Rick Dees. Like Hi, it's Kevin Amin. We're on the radio at Rock. How are you? Fine. This is Rick Dees in the morning. How are you? Pretty good. Any messages for me? Dees, D-E-E-S? I know you, Mr. Dees. Mmm. Beautiful day here in Palm Springs. Oh, good. Have you seen Mr. Clinton?
4: No. <sighs> okay, uh, let me connect you.
7: Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Man.
4: 21 unplayed messages. 21 messages. Delightful. Let's go.
1: Rick, what's happening? Craig from Canoga Park. <laughs> Just to let you know, Kevin and Bean gave out your number. And oh, you man. Pretty much stink. <laughs> and uh, hope you have a good day out on the golf course. The, uh...
6: I love our five K-Rock listeners. Keep that one.
1: Press 7. Message kept. All right.
4: 7, 20 a.m. Yeah, Rick. Uh, we're looking for you. You suck! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: Let's keep that one. All right. Well, one R is getting through. I'm ready for the calls from, from Kiss where
2: they calling uh, him and uh, saying... Uh, 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 hmm. of
1: message. <laughs> 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 message
2: yes. All right, next. Is that Jimmy in the background? Yeah.
7: yeah. Oh, no, Frank. Oh, okay. That's Frank Murphy. At least they're calling him and not us.
1: 49
7: a.m. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Deese. Uh, I just want to tell you, you suck. Okay. Good enough. Our listeners have pretty much a one-track mind, by the way.
1: This is a hotel operator, Uh-oh. and you have two one-page facts, which you may
5: pick up at the <laughs> we, gave we gave out the now. facts number two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we gave out the facts number two. Hi, my name is sister and I just have to tell you that, you know, even though I was foolish enough to have to listen to you when I was about 12, I've now grown up and Kevin and Dean are just the greatest. and. Big Rock is just so much better than you will ever
6: Let's save that one. Thank you so much.
7: God bless you.
4: Get yourself a life.
7: Okay. You got it. Thank you. Let's move on. (laughs) I mean, we appreciate the sentiment at all, but move on.
4: Goodbye.
0: That's it. All right. Ladies and
7: gentlemen, Rick D's and Pop Springs from the Kevin Amin Show.
0: So the crazy thing is in 1995, uh, Kevin goes on vacation and is forced to sit with Rick D's on the plane, play this tape. So last week, it was uh, a week ago Saturday. I go to the airport.
6: I'm ready to go to Maui. Uh, vacation slash getting married slash honeymoon. Just thrilled. I get there, you know, we're sitting around, we're waiting for to get called to go on the plane. And we hear this person, as we're walking by the counter, we hear this person say, his name is Rick Dees, R-I-C-K-D-E-E-S.
7: Man, that's a bad thing to hear.
6: And she And she says, he's going to be here, he's just a little late. Um, and right then it occurred to me... This man is on my plane.
7: Oh, my God.
6: What are the chances of that in a million years? That we're going to Hawaii on the same day at the same time on the same flight. And so now I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, is, is that bad? I look over and it's Ellen Kay. Oh, now, no. At this point, things are looking up. <laughs> <laughs> A little until I look next <laughs> to Ellen Kay and there's Victor the Brick. Things are right back down again. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, the entire show is on my plane. <laughs> is this Here's true? my mortal enemy. He really is the opposite of us. Right, that's He's true. the anti-Kevin and me. In B. every way. He that's just, correct. And for those of you who have no idea what we have against him, it just, it's just just fake. He's just laugh, smile, Conversation. Everything just seems to be fake. So and, we,
7: and it's a
2: bad show. But anyway, so he he hates us. How <laughs> wouldn't it have been funny if they would have jumped Kevin? <laughs> you
4: know what I mean? Like <laughs> like a, like beat a gang, the gang. Crap yeah, out
6: exactly. of him. Yeah. He hates me. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, this is just going to be, A, unpleasant, mm-hmm. but B, kind of fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Kevin. That's <laughs> right. <mean, laughs> I mean, you know, because he is more afraid of me than I am of him. Right. Yeah. Because I'm more of the aggressor than he is. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, on the same plane. Well, of course it's my honeymoon, right? Right. So if you go on Hawaiian Airlines, I don't know how many people know this, but to fly first class, it's like double or three times as much money. Mm-hmm. On Hawaiian Airlines, it's just like a couple hundred bucks. Right. So I thought, this time I'm going to do it right. This j- This week going to stay in a nice place, going to fly over first class. couple hundred bucks extra, no problem. And of course, they're sitting in first class. Of course. No. And I'm sitting in first class. Which means you guys
7: are close. Yes. Which means you guys are looking at each other for five hours.
3: There's
6: like five rows. Ellen K sits down in the in the row next to us and quickly looks over, sees me, and moves. I tell you, it was probably a minute from the time she saw that I was sitting there until uh-huh. the time she was sitting all the way on the other <laughs> side. Rick came in. Rick glances over at me, stops in his track. <laughs> yeah, sure. And looks at me. And just you you could just imagine what was going through his
0: mind. And you look up and go, hey, Disco Duck. Here I
6: <laughs> I'm sitting on hey, this plate Hey, solid gold
0: <laughs> okay, Pause no, right there for a second That reference is to uh, Rick Dees had had a, a big song I think in the late 70s, early 80s called Disco Duck Yeah, it was and, crazy Yeah, do you, do you have that song?
2: Let's see if I can Quack, 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 quack <laughs>
0: Oh, there it is
2: Yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god <laughs>
4: We
3: to a party the other night All the ladies were treating me right Moving my feet to the disco beat How in the world could I keep my seat? Flapping oh my arms, I begin to cluck Look at me the Disco! Oh, no.
0: I think the song actually charted back in the day.
4: Ah,
2: oh, dude. That like, is, it
0: actually uh, did pretty well. So, Rick Dees was uh, don't like known Rick for I Rick Dees,
2: but I like that song.
0: <laughs> of course you do. I think that's funny. <laughs> oh. So, those wacky parody songs were big yeah. back in the day. And uh, and Rick Dees had a huge one, and he created that. So, that was the, the okay, Disco the, Duck the reference.
6: reference. So, he looks over, I mean, he's just disgusted. And he sits the absolute, he changes seats and sits the absolute furthest. Spot from me, so I'm sitting like near the front left, and he's sitting out in the back rear, right? Because he wants to sit, but it's still only four or five rows. And you minute. can still hit him with food from that distance, right? Oh, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? At this point, I'm just I'm playing it cool. I figure when I'm getting off the plane or something, or, or when he goes to the bathroom, or something, I'll have a chance to. You know, wrap it down with the Ricky. Sure. You can feel the Wrap hatred. it down. <laughs> from the time he gets on the plane and sits down, tension.
7: Now, he's behind you. Let yeah. me make sure I understand. So you almost feel the laser light yes. boring through your skull
6: yes. from, from his eyes. But, I, but I'm thinking to myself, what are the, really, what are the chances that we'd be going on vacation the same week and that we'd be on the same plane? It's just unfathomable. They're just low. But on the flight back, yeah. he came. He was on my same flight back. Oh, God. And Rick Dees, I let yeah. him go in and sit down first. And he sat down. And I walked in, and I sat in the seat in front of him. Oh, I love this. I was two feet in front of Rick D. You're in prison. Whoever's sitting next to you or in front of you, you're in prison. There's nothing you can do about it. How many times did you turn around and go, hey, want some peanuts? Rick, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) But I figured, you know what? As we landed, I had to ask him a couple of questions. So we landed. We touched down yesterday. And while we were taxiing, I decided, you know what? I just I have to ask him. You got nothing to lose. You mean for five hours you didn't talk to him? No, I did. But Uh it was just all that meaningless chatter. Rick, you need some peanuts? Yeah, that kind of crap. You know, and he'd, he'd go to the bathroom when he was coming back. I'd wave again, you know, that kind of stuff. Just to really make myself annoying, right? You were five. I did, yeah, and I didn't have to say anything to annoy him. Right, just the, the presence. Just, I was there. You were breathing the same air as Rick. And he didn't have security guards, and there was no, nothing to keep nothing him from it. Nothing So I turned around finally as we were taxiing, and I said, Rick, I've got to ask you two more questions. This is so beautiful. Because he's stuck. He's sitting inside. In, he's not in the aisle. He's on the window now. So he can't even get out if, <laughs> if he doesn't want to talk to me. Well, I knew I wasn't going to get too many questions. So the first question was, I said, Rick, seriously, how much do you hate us? Because I just wanted him to yeah. have a moment of honesty and right. say, with all my heart. Right. And I swear to God, this is what he said, uh, mm, uh, is, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you one of those Kevin and Bean guys? (laughs) Like he had no idea. I had introduced myself to him as Kevin from K-Rock earlier in the week. This is where he turned and it surprised me. He started getting mad. Now he's no longer playing it off as if he doesn't know me or that he's not mad at me. Now he's starting to go, you know, you guys... And that time you guys stalked me, and I swear (laughs) Um, he started going off. At this point, now he's losing control. He's no longer the cool, calm, fake Rick. Now he's losing control. I was really scared, and I said, Rick, there's no way I will ever believe that. And he said, and then he started yelling. So... So anyway, we're yes. starting to yell now, and everybody are in the whole plane is starting so to So he up. brings
7: up the stalking thing. You say there's no way you're really afraid. He starts cursing. Right. Everybody's standing up going, what's the deal?
6: Now he's yelling, and I'm yelling back. Right. That's BS! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on, you're out of your mind. And then- <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> come on, you're out of your mind. And then... So he starts yelling and he starts telling the guy next to him in the seat, here's what they did. They sent a guy over and he's yelling and telling the whole story. And the whole plane is like listening. And I'm like, oh, come on. And he's standing up at this point, like leaning over because he's hitting his head. And he's yelling to people. Now he's telling everybody around him and he's just, he's all worked
7: He's out. on trial at this point. Yes,
6: he's completely mad. I'm just sitting there like looking at him going, come on. I'll never believe you were. I will never no. believe that he was
7: scared. There's no way.
6: Ever. Because he knew what was going on. They called him in his house. So we yell, we yell, we yell, we yell. And finally the, uh, the stewardess has come up and they're like you know you guys really kind of need to keep it down and he <laughs> kind of he's still mumbling he's still talking to the guy next to him and i'm still listening to what he's saying and like rebutting him and and finally at the end of the flight he yells across the plane hey vic vic the brig like like he's announcing to everybody oh, that my. they're there this is kevin from k and vic being kind of a moron, goes, hey, Kevin, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we've just been screaming at each other. And Rick goes, you don't have to be nice to
7: him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and turns and stomps off the plane.
4: That's the best Never story. to be seen again. I love that. We
0: may need to call over there and see if Rick wants to get together for lunch <laughs> today.
2: <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: So, Rick honeymoons with our own Kevin. Flash forward to 1997, as, as if that's not enough. D's, please. Big Tad is on the red carpet. And he's talking to all the celebrities and runs into Rick D's. Do
3: you like? Let's see how I can get this out without sounding. Um,
2: oh, classic Tad.
3: <laughs> do you like? Let's see how I can get this out without sounding. Um, do, you, do you ever listen to other uh, DJs? Oh, yeah. You know what? I think there's room enough for everybody. I'm not one of these who does a show where uh, I hate people and I'm mean and shock jock and everything. There's enough shocking. I like to kind of mirror what's shocking out there and try to make a little parody of this and that so I think there's a lot of room for everybody and and with my show I just want to kind of stick around for a number of years because it's a lot of fun
7: now Rick uh, doesn't like the radio wars is what he's telling you there
3: As, as opposed to this piece of tape it's a radio war and uh it's at least nice to be ahead of those goons. Right.
6: <laughs> Talking about us. It's a
3: different story back then. <laughs> and uh, it's at least nice to be ahead of those goons. <laughs> it's a different story back then. Uh, what, can, I, can I throw some names out and you sure, tell me? Sure, uh, What do you think of Howard Stern? He's got talent. He does his own style. I certainly uh, don't want to judge him. Now, see, here's the thing about Rick that pisses us off. He hates Howard Hates Stern. Howard turn. Hates with all of his heart. Yeah, he sure does. Hates
6: us, too. He just is so fake and such a liar that he just has to try and make it sound like he's the nicest
7: guy, which he's not. And I'm going to... Yeah, he's just trying to be professional right. on the interview. I'd like to give Tad the props, by the way, for not blowing his cover by going right for Kevin and Bean, Right.
3: Too. Like I say, it's a different style. Now, I know you've had problems with them, so I'm going to just bring out the name real quick. Hey, Kevin and Bean. Kevin and Bean. You know, I've made a career off of talking about my show. Gee. We've made a career off of talking about a show, really? <laughs> Okay. Really? That's as flattering as it gets. Yeah, sir, you're saying that if they're talking about your show, then they have problems with their show, then? Well, they have to talk about other people. If I had, if I had to only talk about their show, uh, there wouldn't be much material on my show. So, <laughs> I, I, hey, the more they talk, the more we get promoted. Couldn't thank them anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's Omar, that's not how he actually wow. felt. I mean, he right. didn't like us talking about him. It oh. wasn't good promotion for his show.
2: You know what? <laughs> after here, Kevin and me are just jealous. That I don't he, think they, so. They're going to come up with Disco Duck first. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't
0: think Sorry. so. Two years later, Rick Dees is um, nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame.
2: He wasn't nominated for a Grammy for this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. He was actually fired because of that song. If you wiki, if Wait, you, what? Yeah, no, you, you guys can look at that on your own. But oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So Bean does, as we just found out, a pretty good Rick Deese. Mm,
2: pretty good Rick Deese, yeah.
0: I want you to check out this tape of Bean declining Rick Deese nomination. Good
4: morning, Museum of Broadcast Communications.
0: Uh, good morning. I'm calling for Claire Schultz, please. Sure, one second, please. Thank
7: you. Uh, Rick Dees. Okay. Thank you so much. Think you knew who you (laughs) were? So so far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he remembers Disco Duck, he has to. (laughs) Claire is expecting our call right about now. Okay. Is she expecting Kevin and Bean call or Rick Dees call?
1: Hello.
7: Mm, Hello. Hi. Is this Claire? Yeah. Hi, Claire. Claire. It's Rick Dees in the morning.
4: How do you do? Glad to meet you.
7: I've just been informed that the Museum of Radio is planning to honor me this year.
4: Indeed, we are.
7: I'm so I'm so touched. How was that decided?
4: It was decided by the about 4,500 members of the museum who voted in four different categories. Hmm. Two pioneer categories and two active categories. And you, of course, were in the active network or syndicated category.
7: Well, I hope so. I'm not that old. No. Would the members be here in Los Angeles? Would they be able to listen to my show?
4: You know, quite a few of the of the active members, just by the nature of the museum itself, are located in the Chicago area, just by our, our location. But that's terrific. But there are members all across the country.
7: I'm so touched by this. I'm so honored. <laughs> Claire, may I be honest with you? Yes. Are you a broadcaster also? No. Okay, I'd like to speak to you as one man to man. I don't believe I can accept this award, Claire. Why?
4: <laughs> Do you feel like you don't deserve it?
7: I do. I, I do. I, the satisfaction I get from doing this show every day is all that I ever got into broadcasting for. I don't do this show for other people in radio. I'm doing this for my audience. Would it be possible for me to decline? I mean, I'm. believe me, I'm honored. I'm touched. I've won Billboard Awards. I've won Radio and Records Magazine Awards. And I've always tried to decline, because I, that's not what this industry is about for me. It's about connecting with the people. <laughs> Would it be possible for me to withdraw my name this year? And perhaps you could just give the honor to my other nominee, Kate Smith.
2: By the way, <clears throat> pretty good acting job. Yeah, part, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's spot on. Are you pulling my
4: leg Rick, or not?
7: I'm not. It's just, again, please don't misunderstand. I have nothing against the museum. I love Chicago. I love the people in this industry. But I don't feel it's about personal glorification. I feel it's just about getting up every day and coming in here by 7:30 and doing the best two hours of radio I can do each morning.
4: It's certainly uh, at, at your option. This would certainly be a first for the for the Radio Hall of Fame. And
7: I and I hope that it's not at all misinterpreted as being a, a slight against the organization because that's not how I feel at all. I just I don't. You you saw the Golden Globes when the young black fella gave his Oscar to Jack Lemmon. That's how I feel. I don't. I my work is not is not worthy compared to others in this industry.
4: I will mention that to the the president of the museum, but you're certainly uh, welcome to reconsider.
0: <laughs> so can you imagine
3: that's Rick
0: great. getting, uh, uh, you know, a, a message from the Radio Hall of Fame saying, we're, we're, you know, we're sorry <laughs> you've turned down our nomination?
2: Oh, he must have lost his ass. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's funny.
0: So there was so much, so much torturing going on. Radio you know, wars. It was, I, I guess it wasn't really a war because... It was us, you know, it, it was Kevin and Bean attacking him, you know, and him try, him tr- desperately trying to take the high road.
2: I think he could have diffused it, though, and just not paid attention, and it wouldn't have been as much on his radar as it is. But he's he, he strikes me as a guy that cannot let anything go. If he would have just been like, oh, okay, you know, these guys are, you know, just doing some radio shtick, which—
0: they were. I think for a long time he tried to let it go. Oh, did he? And he, I, I just yeah. think so. But he just, I mean, dude, it was daily. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin and Bean were a machine gun of hate. Uh, you know, uh, they were just going at him all the time. Ah, uh, that's good stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's great tape. I haven't heard a lot of uh, some of that I've heard, but I haven't heard in a long time. I mean, some there's a lot
0: was, more. There's yeah. a lot more Rick D's tape, but I kind of want to tell of a you know tell a, a, a you know chronological story here. You know, That's starts good. in 1993 and ends in 99, and uh, and every once in a while Bean will have a Rick Dees reference on the air. But I think you know if you're under like 30, do you even
2: have a clue who Rick Dees is? I, no. I, I don't know. No. And he, uh, he came back. He was gone from Kiss FM for a couple of years. He went like Mix 1043 yeah, he, or something. Yeah, he came back for a couple th- of years and then uh I saw him in this building about 2 years ago. Do you know in, what that's about? In this building? In this I building, think he yeah. met with with
0: Mr. Weatherby. Okay. Yeah. And what nothing, about nothing, I don't know. Nothing kind of worked yeah, out. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't I don't I I'm guessing it maybe had like Amp Radio mm. or something like that.
2: Right. Well, that was uh, the D's please. Episode. D's, please.
0: We need echo. D's,
2: please, please,
0: please. (laughs) Well, uh, big shout to uh, Cromwell Watch for sponsoring the podcast today.
2: uh, R.I.P. Dave, the king of Mexico.
0: I hope you get better, Dave. (laughs) Email us, omar at krock.com, me, lightning at krock.com, Dave, DJ Sanchez at krock.com.
2: And call the Afro Lion, 323 520
0: AFRO. Hey, and if you find us on iTunes, give us a like, please. The B Team. Yeah. The B Team. The B Team Oh,
2: that's right.
0: The B Team,
2: baby. Mm. Baby. Was that better? Was that better? No, that was good.
0: That was good. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a secret track.
2: Oh, you do? Yeah. I can't wait.
0: I'm going to take you back to 1996.
2: Take it back to the old school. I'm
0: going to wait until the, till the music ends.
2: Whoops.
4: There he goes.
0: Oh, okay, it just dies. There yeah. he goes. In the Wayback Machine to 1996 in Reseda Kevin and Bean midget basketball game it was the uh, team Kevin and Bean versus the LA Breakers and before the game started we brought out the one and only Sam the Armenian comedian to sing the national anthem mm-hmm. now oh. i just want to preface this with Jimmy may have rewritten the lyrics to the song
5: these rides are a national anthem for four and five, two-time Grammy Award for hairstylist, hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> the Armenian Comedian! <laughs>
0: Can you see?
2: Oh my God! <laughs> the flag had no hair. That's, uh, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> By the way, final score: thirty six to thirty seven. The Breakers won, beat our sorry asses.
2: But they were cheating bastards. <laughs> they were cheating <laughs> bastards. <You're... laughs> they were cheating
0: <laughs> bastards. Can you believe? Yeah, it was Kevin Bean, Jimmy, Adam Corolla, Chris Hardwick, Rock and Fig, Lisa May, Big Ted, Beth the Ice Bitch, producer Frank, me, and some others. Man, that was a that was a crazy day. And that was Sam singing yeah, the
2: anthem. Sorry. I love that uh maybe some people are like, Oh, there's no gonna there's no Sam on this episode and then boom
3: <laughs> right hit right yeah. it with him. <laughs> uh,
4: sorry.